Welcome to Pyramid to Circles. This podcast is for the leaders and the change makers who have the goal of evolving their company, their department, their team towards more collective intelligence, more empowerment, more self-organization, but who are asking themselves how to make this happen, where to start, and how to get inspiration from others. Today, my friends, I have the pleasure to receive another friend, a friend, a man who has created a very unique path in supporting people's transformation. And in this path, he mixes wisdom practices, sport practices, and health practices. And that's my way to put it. He will tell us what it is. Uh, he's a founder of a program called the 100 Days Warrior. And hundreds of entrepreneurs and leaders have taken it. Uh, in the Netherlands, he's based in Amsterdam. Uh, and he also co-founded a company called Rise that he will present to us. So today we are going to focus on the transformation of the self. We mostly speak about transformation of organization, but it starts in the heart and in the, con the consciousness of one person. So we're going to talk about that. It's a big topic. And my guest today is Mr. Atalwin Pilon. Atalwin, hi. Good evening. Hey, Mikael, man. I'm uh, very, very honored uh, to be with you. And I'm very honored uh, to hear your introduction. It's uh, quite uh, flattering. Um, so uh, I feel a little bit sh shy right now. You feel shy. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's so much... Uh, so generous <laughs> of, uh, of you to so, say these things but i, I just want <clears throat> to go short yeah i'm just very happy to be here and uh, and i love uh, to talk to you about these things yeah yeah so just for our audience I, I it's funny when you say that because i have in front of me a man who is around 50 was i don't know one meter 90 or something high and uh quite muscular Quite a strong man, mm -hmm. and, uh, and so you're the opposite of what you would think of shine. So that's 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 nice you say that, and um, you you will see that. Yeah, I think you hold those two polarities between um, the, the 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 power and the strengths, and the same time the connection, self connection, and the self vulnerability. And I think you are you've you've stretched those two polarities very very strongly, and that they open by stretching that, and that. that you open, you open yourself and you're helping others to open themselves to, to, to their own transformation. So, so that would be my words I could, I could, just to, to introduce. And I think that's very unique, quite interesting. And I would like to share that with the audience tonight or today, whenever you are listening to this podcast. So maybe tell us as a start, uh, maybe could you tell us who you are and, and in, what has been your journey? Just, just introduce yourself before we speak mm. about the 100 Days Warrior. Uh, yeah, so, so I just turned 50. Um, so that, that means that, that I'm on this, uh, this journey for, uh, for a while now. I would say that the beginning of my story or what very much shaped me was that uh, um, I grew up without a father. So, uh, um, and I grew up without uh, strong male role models uh, around me. So I, my mom uh, never remarried. Uh, and I had uh, a bit of a timid mom. <clears throat> so what happened was uh, that I somehow picked up during my early childhood that it was important uh, to be the man in the house and that, um, that I should be strong and I should be smart. I was rewarded uh, for being strong and, uh, and, and smart. So that became a story in my head. And because I grew up without many uh, boundaries uh, and at some point I became strong and I, uh, you know, and I was uh, relatively smart uh, to my peers, I, what I now see created as, you know, a way of uh, survival, quite an uh, inflated uh, ego. Um, so I call it now my, my, superiority, uh, uh, my superiority complex. Um, of course, this is not uh, <clears throat> unfamiliar to, to, to uh, guys, you know, uh, ad adolescent uh, guys with uh, lots of uh, testosterone. <clears throat> this was very much uh, um, 
trying to be uh, the top dog. And I succeeded at that uh, for quite a while. So after uh, going through high school, went through university, and then university, I also uh, at one point touched upon a certain subject that uh, put me in some sort of like a, a special uh, corner of the um, marketing communication uh, back then. Uh, and then I uh, ended up also in, um, in, in marketing strategy. And it was also, uh, um, I was in my 20s. So it was also like very much involved with nightlife and so forth. So I was sort of like on the pinnacle of my uh, ego, you know, like uh, like with like there was money and there was uh, clubs and uh, good looking women and drugs and everything, you know, like it was uh, uh, a rock and roll lifestyle. And then, uh, and you know, I've, I thought that I had deserved that all, you know, I thought that I had it coming and I felt uh, uh, king of the world. And then at one point, um, my then girlfriend and my then business partner, they both uh, broke up with me uh, within uh, a 10 days, a period of 10 days. And I didn't see that coming at all. And it was a huge, devastating blow. Uh, I felt tremendously betrayed. Um, but it was also for the first time that I started to reflect on myself. Before that, actually, by the way, I was always reflecting on everything else, but um, everything but myself. So I was very involved in, to, in trend forecasting in trying to sort of like understand where the world was going and the economy was going. So I was very much into grasping everything. And, <clears throat> and I thought I was pretty good at that, or I actually, I was pretty good at that. And then it was sort of like shifted into trying to understand myself. And I found out in those days that um, people had a different view or different experience from me than I had from me. So I thought like, hey, like, so the question came up, like, who am I? And also that I, the image that I had for myself was way more positive than what other people had of me. No, because I saw myself as this, this knight in shining armor and other people saw me as somebody who was like insensitive, uh, bad listener, uh, crossing boundaries and so forth. Um, so that's, that insight started a journey, that, that insight or started a journey together with the pain that I was in, you know, so I was very motivated to, to go on that journey because, you know, I, I realized that I was doing something wrong. And that uh, then I started reading books about it. Um, and that's put, then I came in touch with, uh, um, how do you say, uh, Eastern wisdom philosophies. So, for example, uh, Zen Buddhism and um, <clears throat> Advaita and all that stuff. And I thought it was fascinating. I didn't really get it, but I thought it was fascinating to hear about like, you know, that we experience sort of like limited consciousness, what we call the ego, the ego is a construct and, uh, and that it's uh, the, the thinking is the cause of our suffering. Because I could, I could see it was true, you know, because so I thought, I thought it was very interesting that it, that it made sense. <clears throat> and then uh, I had a new girlfriend and that girlfriend was very different from the previous one and i had re read a lot of books by now and then within a couple of weeks she gave me exactly the same feedback as the previous girlfriend so i hadn't changed the thing nothing <laughs> so and i realized that every in every book there was sort of like emphasized that you should meditate and I always skipped that part. You know, at the end of the chapter, they said, like, they, they recommend a couple of exercises. And you sit with your, I like, I, 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 I go to the, you know, I got that. I go to the next chapter. Also, I didn't have so much money anymore. So I thought um, I was going through some therapy and I, 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 didn't, I didn't like it. <clears throat> and I thought it was expensive. 
So I thought I'm, I'm going to give meditation a try. Um, and then something uh, interesting happened. That was funny. That's a funny story. Um, because it was very, uh, it, it shaped my life a lot, if you look back now. So, so I was this inflated guy, you know, big macho guy, uh, uh, sort of like, you know, around 100 kilos uh, and into bodybuilding. And uh, I wanted to try meditation. And a friend of mine accidentally, you know, <clears throat> uh, he said, well, I, I also want to try meditation. And I, and, and I booked this session. Do you want to join me? I said, yeah, you know, like, let's go. So we end up somewhere in, in Amsterdam, in the, in the red light district, mind you, which, which is, you know, the red light district is also a little bit Chinatown. It's also where the Asian people are. So it's, it's not that weird as it, as it sounds, but it mm -hmm. was in the red light district. And so there's people there, a group of people. By now, I know they have a Tibetan practice. Then I didn't know anything at all. Uh, but so they... Uh, uh, so we're supposed to have a meditation class. And then they say like, yeah, well, but uh, tonight we don't have meditation because we have a very special uh, guest and, uh, and some like really old guy comes up. I'm like, what, you know, what is this? I'm here to meditate. And there's this some, some, some dude somewhere in his eighties. And uh, <laughs> that guy, I, I didn't know he was wearing robes, but that guy was a Tibetan Lama. So, you know, was, wow. was, uh, was, hmm. was a high teacher, but I didn't know anything at all. But he, he spoke English with a very strong accent and he was very deaf. He couldn't hear well. Um, so like he, he would hit the meditation, but like super hard, like bam. Anyways, so it was funny. Um, and he would emphasize in his talk, he would give a Dharma talk. So um but again i didn't have the the jargon back then and he said uh he emphasized when you meditate every day and every time he started a sentence with when you meditate every day and it and then in the audience people are asking like yeah but we meditate once a week but he couldn't hear it so the, the people want to hear like that once a week is also okay and he would just like keep saying when you meditate every day and then for me, and then, oh yeah. And then there was a point and he said, and when you're new to meditation, you should give it uh, a try for at least three months. And that was a big thing because back then people would ask me, they want to go to the gym with me. And I didn't want to go to the gym with uh, all these beginners. So I would always say when somebody's uh, asked me, I said, like, go to the gym for three months go as often as you can, then you are a little bit beyond the soreness and you see some results and then you start to like it. So you have a little bit in your system. Also, I wasn't a fitness professional. I don't think it's a very great advice to go as often as you can, but to a 20 year old, it's not so bad. So um, I realized that this guy was giving the same advice as what I would give. So that moment I realized that you can basically train the mind exactly the same way as the body. So then I knew how to approach it. I thought like, I want to change something and I just need to go for three months and I need to go every day. So that is uh, how I started. You know, that is how I got acquainted with meditation. Then I found a place actually turned out to be pretty close to my house. Um, I would go there in the mornings. My meditation instruction, I only, that's what I read in books. So I tried to mimic what I read in books. And uh, also my first time on a mat was also um, uh, an experience because the first time, you know, I, I sit down on a mat, I've never been there. People look weird, you know, black mats, black cushions, weird clothes, bells, blah, 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 incense. Everything was alien to me. And uh, I just picture you in the middle of that the first time. It's funny. <laughs> the, I mean, the, the uh, so, guy you were at the time, and uh, it's really, they say it was alien to you, and you were, I guess, different from many of the people in the room. I don't know. Um, 
So yeah, I yeah. want to stop you. Yeah, yeah. but, yeah, but the, 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 the funny thing is, I, I, of course, didn't know that I was so different. Right mm -hmm. now, I know that in, in Zen, you know, everybody does things a certain way, right? It's how they sit, uh, how they bow and so forth. So it's very easy to spot someone who, had, who doesn't know <laughs> what the <laughs> rules are. But I thought I was doing it right. So I was a little bit surprised that I, that I spotted me so easily. Anyways. Um, first, when I sat down, I realized that as far as I knew, the meditation would take from eight to nine in the morning. So that's one hour. And I never sat still for, for an hour. I'm like, oh my God, you know, like, this is like super long. I didn't know back then that most of the time periods uh, are 25 minutes. You know, I didn't, I didn't know that I would have, have a break in between. So I was like the bell ring and I go like with one eye, sort of like I look at the door. And I start to sort of like count how many meters it is and imagine like, oh, so if I just jump up and I go like three steps there and I open the door and then, and then I run down the stairs and I was sort of like preparing my escape. Basically I had like sort of my high school mischievous mentality. So I'm, I realized that I'm sort of like preparing my escape and I'm realizing for, okay, but wait, I'm here for myself. So I am running away from myself. And it was like, I was now like 30 seconds on a, on a meditation mat and I had an insight that was like, not funny at all. I'm like, oh fuck, you know, like this meditation, you know, this really sucks, you know, but uh, I'm, I'm gonna stick with it. And then also like, I closed my eyes and then for the first time I closed my eyes and like the amount of thoughts that you get is overwhelming. It's, it's crazy. So uh, I just muscled through that. And, um, and then, well, you know, what you find out all the time is that you survive, you know, and then if you show up more often, you start, you, 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 you get a little bit more clarity or moments of silence. And then I heard of a meditation teacher who would show up in Amsterdam and then, uh, and somebody took me under his wing and explained me a couple of things. And then I go to my first retreat and I meet for the, my first Zen master. And this guy who is, uh, his name is, uh, he, he turned it, he, he became my teacher, but uh, his name is uh, Genpo Roshi. And he had developed a new system uh, to transmit the teaching. And it was very, uh, I thought it was brilliant. It was like amazing, you know, it was, you get like so many insights and information, you know, in, in a way it's also lovely to learn about yourself and uh, to, um, and then I had like three months into that thing. <clears throat> so three months after my formal introduction to, to meditation, I had a huge experience also due to, uh, the heartbreak that I went through because I had my heart broken for the second time. Uh, that second relationship also didn't work out. Um, so this is now March 2004. And then I have some sort of experience that you can describe as and actually felt like the death of the ego. Wound so that, you know, it's not that there's no ego that grow back, but I experienced the death of ego in that moment. So at one moment, my identity that I had created, it just collapsed. It, it, it fell apart. And then an immense amount of sadness washed out of me. And I connected with a huge, huge, I don't know the right word, but a, an enormous space of forgiveness and love and and I found, I reconnected with my true self. And I realized that that persona that I had been building up for over all these years uh, was just a construct. And that the construct was built around fear. And that I all of a sudden also could forgive myself for having, uh, having to need to create that construct. 
And so that's, you know, so that's, it's really transformational experience. So I experience spiritual transformation in that moment. And that was huge because, you know, as I explained myself a little bit before, you know, I was the least likely person in my life to have a spiritual experience like that. I never had any spiritual talent whatsoever. I was very much identified with my uh, IQ and my, uh, and my muscular uh, appearance. Um, I was not identified with sensitivity or, or anything spiritual or energy or whatever. So, and all of a sudden I was sort of like initiated in this, in this other sort of like you, you arrive in, in a higher state of consciousness. You just move a level up. And, uh, and that opens up all these questions, you know, like why, why did nobody in my whole life explain this to me? Um, uh, why, you know, why is this not taught in schools? Uh, why did, was I trained my whole life to be uh, better than others, uh, to be in competition, uh, to hide my feelings, um, you know, like to, to, to present, you know, we learn to present ourselves as a sort of like a mask, a facade, and we learn to hide all other things that we find uh, uh, vulnerable or sensitive or that we are embarrassed about. And all these things and all these mechanisms that came into the light, you know, all of a sudden I could see it. So that was really, you know, like it, it, it changed my life completely. Because from that moment on, the only thing that I was interested in was sharing that story and trying to get other people on that path and helping people out of that bubble. Because like that bubble that we live in, you know that 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 separate I that's uh, you know that that experience the separation is the cause of our suffering. So to yeah well so so you know like to to help the world suffer less uh, became my 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 mission in in life. Mm. And um, does it, is it a little bit, does yeah. it make sense a little bit? Totally makes sense. Uh, we, we're going to unpack, uh, unpack it and talk about how you, how you have taken on this mission and, uh, and this call. I just want to reflect on what I like a lot. First, I like two things I, like, I love in your story. The first thing is very interesting is when I just ask, you know, what is your journey and you share your spiritual journey naturally. And that's... Uh, it's very rare when people you ask people you know what has been your journey they will tell you what have they done and it's, it's like the, the the it's your spiritual identity that came first in you know, naturally and I just want to just reflect you that back and mm. uh, that's nice uh, and of course our topic is transformation so that's our context but uh, thank you very much for sharing that and uh, and uh, as you speak I, I guess it, it inspires me and I like the everyday part. There's another thing that I noticed. It feels like you've you've addressed the spiritual practice as a sport practice. You brought in the discipline that you had that you need to have in the sport, in the whatever you call it bodybuilding. I don't know if it was that that you did or the the the, the physical the physical training that you did at the time. Into the in, you took it as a as as another like another. You brought the discipline of sport into meditation. It's how it, it appears to me the way you you brought it. Many people would not stick, would not take it. You took it very seriously, and you took it as a training. And uh, you took it like I go every day and I do my hour, three months. You were very serious about it, and it's as if you had built like the mental muscle, uh, the, mm -hmm. the the discipline that it takes. That you know it takes discipline to build your body, and that is you could take it to build your spiritual body. Uh, yeah, yeah, the but, physical but these, body, something these, like that. Yeah, yeah, but I, I, I don't uh, want to frame it as a, as, a, as a talent or so. It was an insight 
you know, it was a very clear insight when that second girlfriend sort of like reflected back the, the same, you know, apparently I was ignorant. I was not seeing something. Mm -hmm. So I had a very clear realization that if I do not work on this, if I do not make a serious effort to, un yeah, to, to, to find out what's bothering me, mm -hmm. then it will stick with me my whole life. And I, I just, that was not an option. So, you know, like the only reason, you know, I don't feel very disciplined at all, but it was uh, if I had a choice of like basically being an asshole for the rest of my life or uh, trying to get like beyond that, you know, I, I wanted to be, I, I didn't want to be an asshole. I didn't want to hurt yeah, people. Yeah, I was yeah. hurting people. Mm. Yeah. So, so th there's something interesting about that mm -hmm. because you know I I had a personality that that would like step on people's toes a lot. So then you also when you, you bump yourself a lot too. Mm. So I find found found that that this is an easier way to get on a spiritual path than, for example, when you have a personality that has learned to not move so much you know if you had a very strict father or whatever you know and you you were very restricted in your life you don't hurt people during your life often and when you don't hurt people often you are not very much pushed to work on yourself so like what was my limitations you know that there was a little bit of a, a, a jerk you know also mirrored me my mirrored me my flaws and that made that i was motivated to work on it you, you still have a discipline to show up every day when people many 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 people will um just drop off uh and um just i just saw that i mean i just wanted to mirror that i don't know that was the impression i have from your story i'm, I'm curious to ask you um how you have transformed or you have put this mission into place uh, with the, I think, is it the, I guess, the 100 warriors, uh, the 100 days warrior. Um, I guess that's the way you have, the form you've, you've created or the, 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 the project you've created to, to transmit and to help. You said, I want, I want to um, help, people, the, help people suffer less. Uh, you say that. And, and the way you did it is to create this program. So could you explain what it is? Yeah, it's, it's called the 100 Day Warrior. Yeah. And um, um, yeah, do, 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 you, do you want the, the, the short story or the long story? <laughs> okay. I don't know. When I had this, you tell me. When I had this, this transformational experience, right? Yeah. It was like a very big thing. You find out that, you're, that you are not who you think you are. You know, mm. the, 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 the personality that you have believed in that feels like the most intimate to you disintegrates, you know. So that's a huge, huge thing uh, to get to terms with that. And of course, you know, I wanted to, I was only three months on the spiritual path. So I wanted to understand what, what happened. I didn't, you know, I, I didn't have like a history with teachers. I didn't have, didn't have, uh, I didn't have read a lot of books. And then shortly after, I read a book from Joseph Campbell, and it's the, the hero uh, with a thousand faces. And, uh, and that basically tells the, 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 the story of the, um, the, the hero's journey. Basically, what Joseph Campbell does, he is a mythologist, and he has shown us, shown the world that after reading like thousands and thousands of myths and stories and fairy tales that there's basically sort of like in our DNA, the, the, the story in uh, Saddam Hussein would say the mother of all stories and the mother of all stories is a story of, of uh, a hero who goes on a journey and goes through all these uh, phases and then comes home again. And that, that whole story is a metaphor for the spiritual path. It's a metaphor for spiritual awakening. And I was, and he describes all these steps of spiritual awakening. And I had just lived through that a couple months ago. And I'm really like, 
realizing, holy shit, that thing that just happened to me, that is happening for thousands of years, actually, in every story that has been told through all humanity, they are basically telling you that we are going, that we have an opportunity to go through this whole uh, cycle. So I realized that the story that I had lived through, the thing that I had lived through, is actually the most universal story that there is. So then I started looking for a way uh, to tell people that story. So my question became like, how can I transmit that story in a way that it becomes embodied? Because mm. we listen to the hero's journey all day, every day. It's like in all Hollywood movies, but we can sit there and be totally unaffected and still be as uh, ignorant and scared as ever. Um, so <clears throat> many years later, by chance, I go through a process uh, of physical transformation. I, uh, I was offered to, 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 part, uh, to be part of a course that was all about building muscle. And I had years of traveling uh, to all kinds of spiritual people behind me. And I thought it would be fun to do something not so spiritual. And, um, and then at the same time, I was asked to, to teach meditation in that same uh, cl club. And I had didn't I hadn't teached uh, for for a year and a half or so. So, so in the meantime, you had become a meditation teacher. You have been in yeah, yeah. We're a big spiritual journey. This is yeah. a, like you have yes. been in a journey of your own practice and building in your own life. And so the the seed that been planting and the time to grow. And now you have and and now some this this is happening, and because you are yeah. you are telling this as because you as. So you're telling us that to us because you're going through. I just want to land on the, the program, Hundred Days Warrior, because it's very specific. Yeah. And quite quite creative. Yeah. yeah Go yeah. ahead. So, sorry. So, so basically, between that that first awakening and what we're talking now, there's ten years in between. In the yeah. ten years, I spent about two years of full time meditating in all kinds of like uh, monasteries wow. and uh, stuff like that. Okay, that's a lot um, of time. <laughs> a lot of time doing that's absolutely a lot of time. nothing. <laughs> uh, and uh, <clears throat> so I uh, I do this, this basically this physical program uh, with like very good coaches and I start pointing out you know that I have like uh, weaknesses in my body and then the coaches they do the personal trainers they start targeting these weaknesses and you feel like you become more whole you as and I, I realized it's almost like uh, what you do if you help somebody find a blind spot. You know, I, I realized that my body had blind spots too. And at the same time, I was teaching a meditation course where I help people, of course, you know, like, you know, see their blind spots. And I realized like, hey, if I can put these two programs together and uh, uh, have people do that simultaneously, then I can guarantee them uh, an experience of transformation. It might not be the same uh, degree of spiritual transformation that I had, but I can. I'm very sure that if you, for uh, 100 days, uh, eat right, um, don't do uh, alcohol, don't do drugs, don't do processed foods, and so forth, and you have a great trainer, then your body will look completely different. You'll feel different. And I also know that if you teach somebody to meditate during such a course, I realized that he will have a rich experience. So that was my insight. I just knew it would work. And what I found is that it works way better than I had experienced, than I had expected it. And my idea was, so like everybody wants to make a difference, right? But nobody has time and nobody knows where to start. So I thought like, and I'm just by myself and I have this, this limited uh, spiritual uh, understanding. So what can I do to make an impact on society if I offer this course to uh, the, 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 the top creative, the top of the creative industry, then maybe I give these people 
you know, I, I just thought like I, I asked people who are smarter and more creative than me, and I tried to give them as much of as strength and vitality and as much wisdom as compassion as I could. And I thought like, and then something creative magic will happen and we have something that will, will benefit the world. So that was, you know, it was a little bit naive, but I started giving these courses and then people started showing up and then we started having all kinds of like beautiful uh, results. And what turns out is that people who work under physical strength are more willing to take on um, the pain that they are carrying inside. So, you know, we have an ego for a reason, you know, it covers up a deep wound that we are carrying from childhood. And it's tough to, to meet that wound. And people shy away from that. They intuitively feel when they get close, you know, like, they, they think like, if I go into, if I open this door, I will find myself in a puddle, uh, being a puddle on the floor. I'll be crying for three days. So they don't want to go there. But I noticed that when people do strength training while moving towards that, that part in themselves, they have developed courage and confidence to go through that door. So we have much more spiritual breakthroughs, much more emotional breakthroughs um, in this program than I had when uh, when I just was uh, teaching normal meditation courses. So that was quite uh, exciting, of course. And um, yeah, and so this course, it's like 15 weeks <clears throat> and there's uh, 15 stages in the hero's journey of Joseph Campbell. So this journey of 15 weeks more or less reflects uh, the complete uh, mythological uh, uh, hero's journey from Joseph Campbell. So you go through that story. So I found a way to have pe give people actually an embodied experience of what it's like to go through all the stages of, uh, of the hero's journey. So you, you start at one point and you come out a hundred days later and you're more muscular you're stronger and you're more open and so forth oh yeah and what's also interesting is like people sign up for uh like you know everybody wants to be stress-free and everybody wants to have like a, a a summer body or a bikini body and so forth so people think that they will come out bulletproof right they think like if i meditate and if i train and da, 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 you know like you know that i will come out as some shiny uh, piece of uh, beauty but they don't know that they will come out like with like much more vulnerable than they've ever been and somewhere during the course it shifts they realize that it's not about like being bulletproof it's like being very very open and vulnerable and very much in touch with all your flaws and limitations and being able to you know and being unafraid to share that because that is what the warrior is about. It's like being uh, without weapons, without protections, you know, to be naked in every moment. It's not about being bloodthirsty or like uh, demolishing your opponents. It's like the, having the courage to be naked in every moment. So somewhere during the course, they, they find out like, oh shit, you know, it's not about being bulletproof, it's about being naked. So what happens that at the end of the course, you know, they have like made a lot of physical progress, but on a spiritual or emotional level, they have developed the courage to be naked and vulnerable. So, yeah, that's that, you know, that's as people find that very, uh, it's, it, it's, it's life changing. I'm, I'm, it is life changing. I have seen uh, people have met some of your uh, participants um, and it's impressive the, the commitment that they have to uh to life i would say uh there's something that in the that is different about these people after they did the program maybe what you could do is tell us uh in a nutshell how does it like how is it working so uh, you know you say this over 15 weeks so what do people do concretely in this 15 weeks so we get a picture and to um what happened what what, what is the impact in their life beyond their, their own development in what way it's changing their life. So they just have those two questions. And 
Maybe first, mm -hmm. how does the program look like? Just concretely, how much time it takes? Meditation, how many hours yeah. per day or per yeah, week? Actually, or... Yeah, yeah. So, so in, in, in a way, you just learn uh, excellent habits. So it's not mm -hmm. that you start training like an, uh, uh, an Eastern European gymnast. Is you just meet your personal trainer three times a week. Three times a week is just an interval that is enough to guarantee uh, progress. Um, and you eat uh, healthily. So you eat healthy foods, um, uh, just what your body needs. Nothing special, just like vegetables, some protein, uh, and some, some carbs. Uh, and then you meditate, a, a, it differs a little bit, but <clears throat> in um, uh, the mean would be uh, 30 minutes per day. So 30 minutes per day of meditation, three, three hours a week of, uh, of strength training, this is enough to keep you on a path of progress. And then what we do once a week, we meet as a group and I teach a class for about three hours. And in these three hours, you know, there a lot happens then. So, um, so in a way, it's very simple, but it's uh, it is powerful because you do everything that your that your body and your soul wants from you. Because you know, I've been interviewed by by journalists, and they say, like, yeah, this is this extreme program. You're, you have like an extreme 100-day challenge. There's nothing extreme about it. It is, it is, it is, it's just very humane. It's just like, just like taking three months out of your life and giving your body and your system what it needs. It's a little bit of, uh, uh, you know, a little bit of silence, a little bit of working with, uh, with resistance and uh, you take uh, the, the sugar of your plate and so forth. And then, you know, in three months, you, you look completely different. Hmm. So, so, yeah, on the one hand, you know, it feels for people that it takes over their life because you have to think of everything, you know, basically, I, I decide what people eat. I decide uh, uh, when they get up and what they do and how they train and so forth. Hmm. You know, it feels like that you hand over your life to Atalvin. Uh, and at the same time, uh, they now have uh, a good, uh, they are held accountable to do what their body and their soul actually wants from them. Mm -hmm. You know, so you, that's, um, so that's, that's what we do. Yeah. Um, so in a, and in a way, it's very, very simple. But if you have people... Yeah. You know, like the trick as a facilitator, we're both facilitators, is to get people to do it. Yeah. And uh, you have to be convincing in the beginning. And then when you have a group of people who all start doing this together, you, the, the, the group cohesion becomes very powerful. And then there's also a lot of uh, group dynamics that help that people, like, you know, like they make each other stronger mm -hmm. and they go deeper. Yeah, yeah. I find this is so unique, creative, different. Um, there is a lot of transformation programs out there uh, on the spiritual side or more, I would say, more on the leadership side, but something that is that embodied, that, that works in the body and also in the soul, as you say, I find it's very rare. It's the, the only one I've heard about. Maybe there are others, but I, don't, I never heard of, of any other program like that. And um, I'm, I'm curious on the effect it has on the people. So... Just, just, you know, in what way does it change their life, their relationships, their work, their health, their choices? Do you have some, can you say a few, you know, a few words about that? Like, some examples maybe, or? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm curious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I started this, this whole thing because I wanted to have an, an, an impact on society or like, I think that we as, as a species uh, are, uh, have a devastating effect on the planet. So I, I, I hoped for, for big changes. Are coming. 
Yeah, so um, it took a while before like these these big changes or uh, started to happen. But for example, I have um, an, a, one of my participants who calls himself a serial entrepreneur. Um, <clears throat> so he has uh, he has many companies and he has decided to change his uh, shareholder structure. So he doesn't want to be the only shareholder anymore. He just wants to share it more with uh, with his team, so that you know, like that, that if the if the the highs and lows are more uh, are more shared. Um, so he says that it uh, it takes a lot of stress off my plate. You know, people feel more ownership. So in in a way, so he restructured his his company, and therefore, you know, it's changed uh, many lives. Um, there's another guy who has uh, a PR company and he only takes on uh, clients with uh, some sort of sustainable mission. Says he doesn't want to do like uh, work for fast food or anymore or, or just like a travel agency or whatever. Um, so like also like his whole whole team is now focused on trying to like help sustainable um uh, projects or organizations or uh, something like they help them get their stories out. Um, so these these are just nice things. Also, like oh well, my my business partner right now, he also he came he was in the in the board of like a big insurance company, and he calls himself now. Um, I don't know if it's correct translation, but like in Dutch, you have the word money wolf, you know, when you are really addicted to money and he calls himself an, uh, a recovering money wolf. <laughs> so he basically made the calculation that he thought like his, his, his money mountain was increasing, but his uh, happiness mountain wasn't increasing at all. So he decided that uh, working with me, doing his calculation, is a better investment in his happiness for the rest of his life than chasing money. So, <clears throat> so it's a it's a very it's a big transformation. Um, and then you know we have like on a personal level the things that I'm also very proud of. You know, like you know I have participants. You know that had like uh, a tough. Um, uh, the, the marriage was about to fall apart. And then first, uh, the first uh, the, the lady took part in the course, and then she made a big jump forward. But like the marriage, there was still the partners were, were going separate ways. And I made a pretty ballsy intervention because I just called that guy up and I said, dude, you have a lovely wife and you have to join my course because uh, if you don't, you're, you're going to lose her. Anyways, this guy did the course as well. Basically, the marriage is saved. You know, this is a little bit of a fairy tale story. Also, that guy at one point he loses his job, which, from a corporate perspective, is like a reason to be very uh, go into all kinds of anxiety. Instead of like doing that, they decided to go uh, to travel the world, have a sabbatical for a year with the family, um, and then uh, they moved out of Amsterdam to a place where it's uh, more green. Because they had like a small son who had like uh, big temperament uh, issues, and now like you know like the the whole family is in harmony. They live in a different place. His work, the, both their work has changed, and you know their son is thriving now. That's amazing. So you know, I, I especially like these stories. You know, when the children benefit, you know, because when you change the dynamic between the parents, you know, like it's like the children are mirroring mirroring yeah. what's the tension in the in the household mm -hmm. so yeah you know it, basically you know the work that we do is trying to be that guy that we missed in our childhood mm -hmm. you know uh i you know i didn't have a father and uh, there was nobody around to help like balance the, the dynamics in my uh, family when i uh, grew up so um, I tried to contribute what was lacking in, in my life when I was a child. 
And I think we all do that. I think we're all trying to save the child that we have inside of ourselves. Thank you for sharing that. When you see these people, these couples or these families that are transformed or there's people making a difference around them and um, you're the source of that, uh, of their transformation, uh, how does it feel? <laughs> um, well, the funny thing is with this uh, stuff is that, you know, when the Dharma comes through or so, or when you speak your truth or so, you cannot really take credit for it because it feels, it doesn't feel like that you are doing it. It is, it's happening through you. So I, I'm happy, you know, I'm happy that sometimes something lands and I'm happy that, uh, uh, that people then make different decisions, you know, it, it's, it's very rewarding, but I don't think much about it. On the other hand, when I make a mistake or, you know, uh, that I can like, I can, uh, I'm awake at night. <laughs> yeah. <You're tough laughs> because on when I'm, I'm when, so when I'm, I make a mistake, you know, then it's like, then my ego has tried to manipulate the situation and it didn't work out the way I wanted. And now I feel embarrassed or, uh, mm. or angry or betrayed. So, so it is funny that, all this that it's hard to take credit for the success but it's very easy to suffer from like mm. uh, uh the, the, the the flip side mm. so yeah but you know i i th i just think that it's uh a nice it's a nicer way you know, it's just nicer to to help people and to be kind um, than to uh, be selfish. Mm. Uh, you know, I learned in my in my transformational experience, I, I learned that when we are selfish, we suffer. So I also do it. I just don't want to suffer unnecessary. You know, I suffer enough. So mm. if I pre can prevent unnecessary suffering by being mm. open and genuine and helpful, uh, then I, uh, I do that. So mm. I, do, I do it as much for myself as for others. Is, is there a way for, if some people are listening to, listening to us and probably not living in Amsterdam, so is there a way to follow this program if you are uh, living in a different country, different city than the Netherlands? Like on, are you like an online program or today or not yet? Or are you considering it? Or Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so during the COVID uh, pandemic, I, I did a couple of courses uh, online and then mm -hmm. people could sign up uh, from abroad. It was, uh, it, it was relative, it was successful. It was successful in the sense that it, uh, that it worked. Um, I didn't have the time yet really to, um, to 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 translate it into something you know that I can also do in English. Although I I, I did an English course occasionally, but I don't have it on the website yet. And right now we're opening our first location, so I'm very uh, busy with that. So <clears throat> in uh, okay, if if I'm listening like to you and I want to, I'm attracted to this program. Can I? Reach out or not, or you just let me know. Don't come. <laughs> if 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 you if you're if you're Dutch, definitely reach out. Yeah. Um, well, as you know, we are also creating something that we call uh, gatherings. So this this will happen like eight times a year, and they will be presented in English. Um, and this is like one day experiences. So this is something that that people can uh, can show up. If, if they want, and it's will, it will not be just me facilitating, but we have like a, mm -hmm. uh, uh, all different uh, kinds of facilitators, as you well know, because I invited you last time to, to yes. be one of uh, my facilitators. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's, uh, that's what I recommend. 
yeah and follow us like you know we, we are now creating sort of like a, a warrior society uh um to help a conscious to create work on themselves uh so I would suggest that if some, some people are interested in living in different countries than the Netherlands, they could maybe still reach out and could maybe connect the, the emails and, 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 and you could maybe imagine something for them yeah. or, sooner yeah, or later. Well, actually, yeah, I, I, so it's very interesting because what I think what we did together, you know, so to create like a one day full experience. Yeah. Yeah. a full one day experience that mm -hmm. is very transformative for mm -hmm. a crowd of entrepreneurs of leaders that is some that is definitely definitely something that we could replicate and yeah. that i'm very open to do yeah yeah okay maybe one word about the location of this you call the rise rise project because uh, you say you are opening a location in amsterdam so i i think this project also is very interesting very creative um can you explain what it is yeah, so <clears throat> it's called Rise, Home of Warriors. You know, that whole, I explained a little bit about like that, that warrior archetype, you know, that I found like that you need a lot of courage, you need to be very brave to be naked in every moment. So <clears throat> going from like these, the practice that I had myself to the courses, then we realized that at one point we needed a place, you know, we needed, you know, just a place under a roof where the people who go through this uh, process can meet each other and train with, train with each other. So we are creating a place for holistic growth that supports strength training. It supports yoga and meditation. It has a meeting space where you can have like, you know, meet your fellow uh, practitioners, warriors on the path, and we are introducing uh, neurofeedback. So we also like putting people under a brain scan so they can ac actually learn, you know, like how to rebalance their brain. So basically I'm interested in training on many levels. You know, I, I want to know how can you train the brain, how can you train the body, how can you train the mind and so forth. And how can you align all these systems so that you can uh, be most uh, beneficial to, uh, to society? Because I think that if you are making yourself available to others, then you will also feel the most happy and the most fulfilled. And it gives uh, gives you meaning. Mm -hmm. So, but to to figure this out and to have the the discipline to to keep going on that path because it's not an easy path, you need a place. So, so now we're trying to uh, imagine uh, that place, and we are, have uh, hired. Uh, um, we rented uh, a, a place now, and. Uh, there's an architect uh, designing it and uh, wonderful and when is it open people together yeah we're opening in march we're, we're, we're march 2022 you know, yeah 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 so march 2022 wonderful. we're opening in uh, in two and a half months what is the website i can put it in the comments around the under the uh, the podcast episode but just is it yeah so so it's uh, it will be rise dash home of warriors com okay okay i'm gonna put it down all right well i tell him thank you it's really amazing to listen to listen to you and to to listen to your story um i would like to ask um i think as we end this conversation to um as i like to ask my guest uh, a moment of you alone with the audience and that's a moment where you can say whatever you want. Maybe you can offer a moment of medita your meditation. I think you're the first, the first time we have a meditation teacher uh, actually in the podcast. So you could offer that. Or you can say anything that is on your heart. And I'm going to cut my mic, cut a room of a headset so I don't know what you're saying. And um, I'm going to just look at you and it, like about for a minute or two. And then, uh, and then I'm going to come back and we will close. So are you ready? Okay, so Ready. hand over to you.
Yeah, so if you're listening, I invite you to, uh, to close your eyes for a moment and just connect with your breath. And don't be like uh, how I used to be and just try to skip this moment. Really go with the breath and experience this moment. And while you're experiencing, realize that everything you are experiencing right now is exactly the right experience. And then know that you have this vast potential, this vast potential inside yourself, inside your heart to, uh, to love and um, to forgive and to open yourself up to uh, everything that can be felt uh, inside of you and around of you and that when you stop avoiding what is real or what is true then a whole new reality will open up to you that means that we could also focus on the avoiding you know, we become aware of all the things that we avoid don't want to see that we don't want to feel that we want to bypass we see that it's quite a lot and there's answers for us in these patterns so maybe as you are listening and you're somebody who's taking a lot of decisions in his life and or her life and maybe has many responsibilities um, to do things a certain way and to achieve certain things. Take a moment to notice what you are avoiding and take into account the option that you can stop avoiding and start feeling, start allowing when you start allowing you will notice that the light will come in and you can merge with that light and you can become that light and being that light and sharing that light is your birthright And that's what I have to offer to you. Adelwin, thank you for this moment of bliss. I just caught up for the last 30 seconds. I want to thank you for the courage that you have for the innovation that you bring for the difference you make. Um, it's an honor to know you. And um, I just want to say a big thank you for everything you've created and the inspiration you bring it to me and to many other people. Thank you, thank wow. you, thank you. And uh, don't uh, underestimate yourself uh, either. Um, because uh, I've taken uh, also many cues from you, like, you know, that we're going into the dire direction of conscious entrepreneurs is, uh, is because uh, uh, you put it into my awareness. Mm. So it's not just uh, my work, it is uh, our work. Mm. And we are doing this together and we are in this uh, shoulder, uh, shoulder to shoulder. And I'm also very proud uh, to have you uh, in my life. Yeah, thank you very much. And thank you for in inviting me. Mm. 
All right. So these are two guys sending each other love words <laughs> on this podcast. So thank you, everyone. We we end here. Thank you, Atelwin. We um, put all the details about uh, different projects uh, in the description of the podcast. And uh, for our difference, we hope this uh, conversation brought you a lot of inspiration and ideas. And um, in whatever way helps you to move forward in your life and in the transformation you're working with being your own self-transformation or the one of your organization. And uh, so stay tuned and uh, please check our next episode. Bye.